Well, hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of Free the Geek. In this episode, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with fellow Australian Nigel James, a gentleman from the North Coast. Sorry, Nigel, if I get this wrong. North Coast, north of Sydney, down in Southern Australia. Why am I saying Southern Australia? I think everybody outside of Na- I think everybody outside of Australia knows where Sydney is, at least. Anyway. We've been getting to know each other um, over Twitter, as so many of us do, for I don't know how long, actually, quite a period of time, and I was, I like to think, a little bit audacious enough to ask him if he'd like to sit down with me, even at this sort of early stage in our friendship, and he was very kind enough to. And I, for one, am very, very happy that he did, because we have absolute stack in common because we both worked in London. He worked there longer than I did. I was only there for four years. We both started off or used Microsoft Access, Visual Basic, Visual Basic for Applications and ASP in the early days. We're both Australian. Um, We both went to PHP London. We both rode the horrible Jubilee line in in London. What a horrible thing. Anyway, and he was kind enough to share with me in this episode a lot about his history, um, his um, SAP experience and consulting work over the years, his kind of feelings about the current rounds of tech layoffs, um, a, a lot of, and a lot of his sort of, and a lot of his other shared history of using SVN and then getting into Git, what got him into PHP what got him into the particular tooling and frameworks that he's used over the years, such as Zen Framework 1 and Laravel, and so, so, so much more. This is a really, really fun conversation, as so many of these conversations are. I'm sure that you'll get a lot out of it. I'd love to know what you think. And with that, roll the intro music. If you want to learn the essentials of developing and deploying applications with Docker Compose, especially if you've been struggling to figure out what you need to know while Googling, searching Stack Overflow, and various other forums, then you'll love Deploy with Docker Compose. It's a free book and course that teaches you the essentials of building images and deployment configurations, tagging images, and pushing them to remote container registries, how to debug applications running inside containers, how to debug containers when they don't work as expected, and how to deploy your application to a production environment or any other environment using Docker Compose. Now, it doesn't cover every possible Docker command, nor does it go absolutely super duper deep in depth about anything that you could know. It just covers the essentials that you need to know so that you can deploy your first application with confidence. And you also get a host of supporting information, tips, tricks, and pointers to help you out when you get stuck. Check it out today at deploywithdockercompose.com.
you know, you you were saying about like looking for a new gig. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, just uh, yeah, looking for, looking for a new uh, old contract. I'm I'm not really in in for a uh, permanent role. Preferred a contract, and that's pretty much what I've been doing for a long time. <laughs> um, so I've had feelers out and. Um, yeah, something should drop soon, but you know, there's, I think a lot of it's, it's feels like a funny market at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, normally, uh, cause I started looking late last year cause I knew the particular comp- client I was working for was going to start winding up my services. Um, and so, you know, I had feelers out here and there. Um, and of course running to Christmas, you know, no one's got any attention for new roles or whatever. So, I wasn't too concerned. Um, but then, you know, January came and February came <laughs> and now we're in March, right? It's like mm. nothing's, nothing's dropped yet. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. So- something will drop soon. I've, I've got some conversations queued up. So, you know, it's not not the end yeah. of the world. Yeah. yeah. yeah but like- but yeah, there's a lot of, lot of people out there looking, I think. Uh, well, given, yeah. given that you know um yeah good old the big the big end of town is shedding jobs like they're going out of fashion mm. um yeah it'd be interesting to see how, what impact that has on on the marketplace and i think it might have an impact on innovation because people might go oh maybe i didn't want that need that job anyway and start up that side hustle and and have a crack at something so I guess there's, there's there's always the person that said, uh, I guess there are multiple sides to being laid off, having been through it. Not well, being laid off three, I've forgotten, two or three times, mm-hmm. but being through layoff rounds, you survive mm-hmm. or not, I think five or six times. And there's always, uh-huh. there's always someone who, who said, this was brilliant. Like it gave me the push that I mm-hmm. was always going to do for myself but i never did and now it's like well job's not there so what am i going to do and i think that was the case for um a friend of mine who i did some work for it was yeah i'd always been meaning to but then the job Mm. it's like well do i want to race out and go looking for something else or Mm. maybe let's take a little bit of time see if this works if it doesn't okay there's a bit of cash aside Mm. doesn't work out doesn't work out and then, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. there's the other side of it just sort of wipes out everything like where, because um, I've gone, there have been, I guess it's public knowledge, two layoff rounds at Twilio where I am. Right. And yep. there were the stories of people who just started. So they just left another role oh, oh. to start there. And then they said, well, you know, reasons. So I guess it, it really depends on you where you are and so many mm. different factors yeah yeah i've, I've got well because we use well we uh i used to use twilio previous mm-hmm. client yep. using twilio quite a bit um you know for different things um and i had a had a a local guy in melbourne who was one of the dev evangelists and i pinged him one day mm-hmm. as, as he'd kind of let me do <laughs> and he all of a sudden he said oh actually uh i'm not I'm not working for Twilio anymore. I've just, I've just been, 
just been cut in you know, one of these rounds. And it's like, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Is that Phil? <laughs> it is Phil. Oh, I, was, I was thinking maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Phil. Yeah. So he's, he's found something else. But, you know, he, then I found uh, him speaking at a conference. And it still had his, his you know, de- developer evangelist at Twilio. It's like, mm-hmm. Phil, I think you might want to talk to them about that because, <laughs> you know, you're not there anymore. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, you know, over the, you know, I mean, Atlassian, um, obviously the big startup Australian darling of everyone loves with Jira and Confluence. Mm. said tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know they they announced yesterday that or the day before um, that you know they're laying off five hundred people, wow. and you know, which I think they said was one percent. So I mean, compared to what Microsoft and Facebook and and Amazon or whatever have announced, that's probably a drop in the ocean. But uh, even still, you know, I think it was going to be about one hundred and twenty people in Australia or thereabouts. So okay. um, it'd be interesting to see. Well, there but, were um, and yeah. the, the figures of the combined tech layoffs. Mm. Would it say there were more people laid off in the last six months in tech than mm. I may have this wrong, um, mm. but through the entire um, period of was it back in two thousand and eight through the global financial crisis? Oh right, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, and it's only like one particular sector, and it's not as though. What we just say, like the overall economy is kind of tanking or, or really hitting hard. There, you know, there's, I read the stories about in Australia, will there be a recession? But it seems to be the perpetual question over the last 30 years. Will the housing market burst and da, 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 da. But at least at that time, it was like so many things were like one thing was rolling on to the next, which was then causing the next. Mm, Whereas mm. I, I won't speak out of turn, um, but. Don't speak out of turn. <laughs> I. There, there have been different opinions as to whether layoffs were the right choice to make, um, oh, yeah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like these companies are short a penny, right? So, you know, so they're laying off because why exactly? You know, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard very credible ex- explanations. Obviously, I read a little bit more in, into the uh, Alassian one, hmm. um, you know, and and. Mike Cannon Brooks and and you know what is whatever we're saying, uh, you know it's not related to the company's performance. So they're obviously trying to keep well, you know, the the market happy. Mm. That you know that that you know nothing internally is falling apart and things are tanking. But obviously they want to just you know, re- rebalance their resources or something like. There are so many know, beautiful oh, euphemisms. Oh, exactly. Through. Exactly. Yeah. But not just we're in, rebalancing in, resources. Yeah. yeah. Or, we, or we're adjusting headcount, you know. Exactly. Or yeah. your your oh, there was another one that I heard just recently. It's all rationalizing headcount or mm. it, it's it's all yeah. these beautiful euphemisms. And not just yeah. in tech, but in in just corporate generally. It's like, can you just yeah, 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 say yeah. what it is? Yeah. yeah, we're firing a whole bunch of people. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny isn't it oh, it's not fun though i'm sh- i'm sure uh i'm i'm sure that you know you, you can kind of look at look at the big businesses as just a big gray box and and run by uh, soulless executives but i think at the end of the day they well at least i like to think so maybe i'm just <laughs> 
got my yellow optimistic hat on. Mm-hmm. I like to think that they, you know, care about the people that they are responsible for. Maybe I am just being too optimistic. I don't know. I guess I'm. Yeah. I'm sure some do. Yeah. I'm guessing some don't. But mm-hmm. Which of which I, I'm not telepathic, so I don't know exactly. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. Exactly. yeah, that should make for an interesting marketplace. Like, because friends keep saying, "Well, you know, because we're my wife and kids and I are moving to mm. Queensland." I keep saying, mm. keep having the impetus to say back, but I'm the only one who's actually moving back. They're actually <laughs> going for the first time. Um, yeah. And friends say, "Oh, you're worried." I'm like, "Well, no." It's not like I'm, well, as far as I know, I'm not going to be looking for something. I kind of feel like I'm in this very lucky bubble Mm. at the moment. So we've gone through two Mm. and just this very happy bubble. Mm. Mm. So I'm hoping that bubble will continue at least a little longer. But I don't know. I I guess you can always get a bit worried. Like, will something be there in a couple months' time? We'll have Mm. to go look for something. But speaking of of things, I was actually having a bit of a, a scroll through your LinkedIn profile, and I see lots of SAP. Yeah, I've only ever had that seen that as a name. I've never worked mm-hmm. there. I have never yep. uh, known someone who's actually worked there. What mm. does someone at SAP do? Like, what's it like? Oh my goodness! On the inside, is that a, or is that not a <laughs> yeah, good question? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so let's just clear up something out of the box. I, I've never actually worked for SAP. Huh. So, so you probably ah, saw see, on my see, yes. on my thing. It says says SAP Mentor, which is which is another kettle of fish. We'll we'll get to that at the moment. But mm-hmm. let's let's start with what is SAP, um, and then we can uh, kind of open that peel, peel that onion skin for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so basically, coming out of uni, um, you know, you know, they were doing all graduate recruitment stuff, and and um, you know, the big consulting companies were trying to get the best and brightest blah 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 you know hmm. um and i started some conversations with uh pricewaterhousecoopers and um and and some of the others but pricewaterhousecoopers eventually gave me a graduate or offered me a graduate position hmm. um and they said well there's two streams you can go into either sap you know, one we've got an sap practice or there's like a it was kind of like an Oracle slash, I'm not going to say .NET, but it was a, a that wasn't a thing then. Um, a C, kind of more window, window, kind of generic Windows based programming and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so I, I was familiar with SAP because of the uh, the degree that I did had um, uh, placements in third year. You had to go and work well, like a full year unit was working. Mm-hmm in a small team with a real company project managers, you know, from the company that say, okay, you go and do this with our stuff. And I was on one of these projects, but there were about four or five of the projects who were in SAP. So I, I knew kind of what it was generally. And mm-hmm. and, a, and the, the back of the envelope thing is it's just a gigantic accounting system. That's just, you know, for, for what it is, it's basically a, a financial system, and then it has other modules. So, for running a warehouse, uh, um, or you know, bill of materials if you build stuff. So, basically, all the things that will then plug into a balance sheet at the end of the day. So, you know, that includes HR, um, includes kind of now CRM, 
you know, for customer relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's effectively um, a, just a dirty, great big, it's kind of meant to be, you, you buy SAP, you put it in, you know, and it just runs your company lovely with, with a, you know, the most wonderful business processes imaginable because SAP, you know, is at the heart of every business. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know. So you, they used to have, um, they may still do. I haven't seen them for a little while. They certainly weren't good at advertising when I joined. So you never saw ads for SAP, hmm. but occasionally now you'll see billboards for like Porsche runs SAP or, or the best run e-businesses run SAP. And now they've dropped the E because no one does e-business anymore. Um, you know, BMW runs SAP or John Deere runs SAP and whatever. And I've heard some quotes like uh, 75% of all business transactions will touch an SAP system at some point. Wow. Um, so that sounds like a, a, a kind of a fancy stat to throw out. Um, but basically it's it's an accounting system effectively mm-hmm. kind of. Broadly speaking, just a, a jolly big one, you know. You think zero on lots of steroids, wow. um, and and it it would compete with you know Oracle Financials or, or JDE, um, which now Oracle owns. Um, those those sorts of big things. So you know, government, big businesses, Fortune five hundreds, you know, those sorts of companies. Okay. Run SAP. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I got into this thing called SAP. You know, I'd done a, a, you know, out of a university degree and then they, there was about 20 of us, I guess, in the class mm. <laughs> um, and they threw us on a plane, sent us to Philadelphia, their training oh, wow. thing over there for five weeks and said, learn this language called ABAP, which is oh, yeah. very Co- COBOL-esque <laughs> uh, language. It's not, not quite COBOL, but it's very much that kind of flavor Mm. um and but it's it's effectively you know you could um write this report and and the programs effectively were called reports um that would you know talk to the database get some stuff either um you know printed out in some sort of tabular format you know think kind of csv with a little bit prettier Mm -hmm. um or or put it into some sort of window type thing. But the cr- critique of, of, of SAP back then, you know, we're talking last millennium. <laughs> that sounds horrible. A we're talking years. last millennium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, the late, late 1990s mm-hmm. um, and, and pretty much since SAP probably was founded in the early seventies that their, their GUIs were horrible. And, you know, they, they just, you know, if you've ever seen those classic um, memes about, um, you know, this is a simple interface versus this is a complex interface with every field mm. filled and cramming every little, yeah. you know, remote space of centimeter of real estate on the, on the screen, that that's kind of a little bit like what SAP is like, the, the complicated one, not the, not the mm. pleasant know one field on the screen google kind of interface um so uh yeah so i kind of went down this sap adventure and um there was uh you know i i so 
was working on PricewaterhouseCoopers clients and that involved, um, I don't know if we should throw out brands or not, but, you know, b- big mm-hmm. um, like uh, glasses companies, um, bread companies mm-hmm. uh, here in Australia. Um, so, yeah, you can imagine bread companies make, making a lot of bread. So they've got to order, you know, flour by the truckload basically <laughs> uh, and so they've yeah. got all their recipes that's stored as a bomb a bill of materials in sap you know and then so they've got to or you know they've got an order of whatever that their salespeople say and we need we've got to order these many amounts of bread that we're going to promise to be delivered so that means we've got to have this much flour yeast whatever whatever mm-hmm. um so all that kind of goes into that thing um and then I, I kind of, so we were promised for this wonderful training adventure that we had, that we had to work for them for two years. So mm-hmm. right at the end of that, it was coming up, or had just gone. It was right on the cusp of, of Y2K. Um, for your younger listeners, everyone was scared about the <laughs> year changing. And so lots of people did lots of work mm-hmm. because they only stored the digit as two to characters and so we had to do lots and lots of work to make sure it was stored properly and nothing happened and the world didn't explode um but anyway after the y2k Mm -hmm. happened i went and joined another company that was doing kind of content manager things and they were doing it on uh, lotus notes and a little bit of java wow um it was kind of it was a little bit weird they ended actually ended up after i left selling it to ibm which was fantastic for the founders but um it was effectively a an early content management system mm. um that you know you would put stuff in and it would populate web pages so you know mm. but you know you're putting it into a lotus notes database and so mm. the content people adding the content were typing it in there and it would magically appear on on um a website somewhere and you know they were trying to build build different things on it on top of it and whatever mm-hmm. anyway um so after that about the middle of early two of 2000 um we kind of my wife and i looked at each other and said let's go to let's go to uk let's go to london mm-hmm. uh, so three weeks later we were in london three weeks and later three weeks yeah wow. we, we um sold our car rented a house well apartment let's not get to cook away um and <laughs> you know packed everything up moved most of our stuff into um, parents-in-law's garage and and took a couple of suitcases to London oh. and uh, spent, oh, we'll, we'll go for a year. Or maybe we'll go for two. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, you know, it ended up being 10 years. 10 after years. We'd, after we'd um, done whatever, whatever. And so I, I immediately jumped back from, you know, f- from having jumped from SAP into this other thing mm. um, just because I, I was a little bit hedging my bets that SAP was a thing. Mm. I thought maybe this other company, I might learn some other skills or languages or whatever that might mm-hmm. be useful. Um, and, you know, they were kind of hedging my bets that we could plug, you know, for them, it was like they could plug into, you know, an SAP system or whatever. So that's what I offered them. Um, anyway, so we moved to the UK and I jumped straight back into effectively contracting with, um, with you know, SAP skills, you know, at, um, doing you know, what they call sales and distribution kind of reports and mm-hmm. and other bits and pieces and oh, and then and then a couple of guys um, 
had the oh, what's the word had had the audacity to hitch a ride on a couple of planes and decide to fly them into some buildings, which <laughs> which really uh, yes. really tanked the uh, market, so to speak. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, as well as the buildings. Um, yeah. So mm. basically, nine eleven happened, and I, yeah. you know, just it was one of those days. If you if you were there, you kind of remember where you were, and mm. I remember, you know, we were because it was nine in the morning, so we were like hours ahead of them being in you know GMT. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like three in the afternoon when we were hearing the news, and everyone was gathered around a radio, and it's like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Um, and obviously, you know life carried on for a little bit but then um you know, then, then just like we were talking at the beginning i was looking for work mm-hmm. so so then the um i couldn't find a contract again it was over christmas and it's never good, good to look mm. or from september so my contract went for a bit longer yeah but then um you know after you know the new year is like oh i've just got to find something and so i joined a company that specialized in sap HR. I think okay. I'll do this for six months. Okay. <laughs> I was there for three years. Um, you know, and, and we did all sorts of stuff for SAP HR, which mm-hmm. is its own kettle of fish. Um, because they basically configure everything in these weird tables. And I didn't get into that stuff. Um, but you know, you imagine you know it's built. You know, SAP's built to run a, a company that's big and global and has lots of employees everywhere yeah. and lots of conditions. So, you know, you've, you've even, you've got to cater for all the awards, all the stoppage times, start times, who's allowed so many days leave, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff is effectively codified in yeah. this system to run a payroll and make sure everyone gets the right holidays and allowances and mm-hmm. all that sort of malarkey and and you know you might think in your job oh that'd be really simple but when you run a big company and there's you know it's not you know like a we work for some of the local county councils which are effectively a state government here so they'd be responsible for Mm. schools um and that sort of thing so you Mm -hmm. know there's all the teachers to pay, you know, probably nurses to pay, and all oh, these yeah. guys have different pay rates and and awards mm. and schedules, and so it's yeah, not just a simple thing. So, um, you know, we were doing stuff for for a couple of those sorts of organisations and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got got after kind of the world recovered enough from that, um, got back into other big. Um, kind of contracts again. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm not going to detail everything. <laughs> True. It's not blow by blow. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. But yeah. how did you, just curiously, how yeah. did you then move from SAP to PHP? So uh, it's kind of like, um, kind of like it, it was a bit of my side hustle, if oh, you yeah. like, to, yep. to use the vernacular. Mm. So, kind of PHP, sorry, SAP was paying the bills. But even before we'd moved to the UK, I'd kind of found out about this server-side programming thing. And Mm -hmm. possibly because I'd done some access and learnt a bit of uh, VB and that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff, I'd come across ASP Mm -hmm. and uh, Active Server Pages as Microsoft um, 
promoted them and I was chatting to a friend and he said, oh, do you know that there's an open source thing that's very similar called PHP? I thought, oh, okay, I'll go and check it out. And so I did. And this is like right around that, you know, 99, 2000 kind of time. Um, so from memory, it was PHP 4. Um, <laughs> and kind of, so I just kind of learnt this stuff in the background and thought, oh, oh you know, PHP. Um, and then a little bit later on, while we were in the UK, I'd, I'd, um, my friend, a friend and I kind of came up with this idea of writing kind of some stuff for that would help the business processes of a, um, a kind of like a nonprofit. Um, and, and so we kind of gave it a crack for a little while and kind of, he, he was also doing a bit of contracting and he'd, he, he had this funny story. We joined a job and they said, well, we, we didn't want to not hire you, but we can't, the, the thing that we hired you for isn't starting for like another, um, you know, three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. So come into the office, make yourself look busy, but you know, you don't have anything to do <laughs> until the project starts. So, uh -huh. he, so he's like, Oh, okay. So, so he went out to the local bookshop, bought himself, learned PHP in 21 days or something, uh -huh. whatever it was. And, um, you know, just made himself look busy learning PHP. And so he'd done some things and I'd done a few little things and we tried to bring it together and, mm. and, you know, tart it up into a product. And, and he was like doing that old fun stuff of putting HTML and then a bit of PHP and a bit mm. more HTML and all that glory days of what <laughs> PHP gets trashed for. And in the um, days when said, we okay, read physical books, people. <laughs> yes, they even had pages. Um, <laughs> but, but um, he so I said, oh, okay, well, this is great, but um, I think perhaps we should maybe use a framework or something. And so Zen 1, Zen mm. Framework 1 was out as thing. And and so they had underscores for namespaces because namespaces weren't in SFPHP yet. Mm -hmm. um, so you can be Zen underscore something, underscore something. And, you know, that was that was fun. Um, you know, it was pre-composer. It was, uh, anyway, Easy we made days. it work. Yeah, uh, we didn't even have Git. We had SVN, which um, which seemed to work okay. You know, I never, yeah. I never really recall, you know, crashing the car because of S, because uh, of SVN. But you know, mm. uh, you know. Okay, so I said to my friend, okay, let's let's get source control in. Let's get you know, use some of these other approaches. You know, let's mm. not put, mix the HTML and PHP together. Let's you know, use use some of the Zen components. And and so we got you know, it was not bad and it did, did a few things but the, the problem with trying to sell to non-profits is mm. they're non-profits and so they've, they've got limited budgets and you know even though there's value that you know is in the thing and it's very good and the way we priced it was you know great value and all that sort of stuff it was like they're non-profits at the end of the day and and mm. you know they, they're going to go well they've got volunteers and so in, instead of saving a volunteer you know, like 12 hours of their life and, you know, giving, have giving them a nice product to do this. Like, oh, Mary can just do that in, in uh, Excel or something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you know, they don't, they don't see the value of paying something to save Mary 12, 12 hours of hell each week <laughs> that, you know, they can be, could have been done a lot quicker. So, so lesson learned, seldom mm -hmm. people ha have, uh, deep pockets or, or, you know, budget or those yeah. sorts of things. So, um, so that was fun. Um, and so I've, I've kind of just 
had these kind of parallel loves of, you know, I've really enjoyed, you know, I love working in the big end of town, you know, big problems, big, mm. big stuff to think about and sort out. Um, and also, um, you know, seeing how PHP can fit into that and, and, you know, PHP gets a bad rap because, you know, because of what we talked about of early days and, mm. and, you know, functions that were labeled inconsistently, is it needle mm. haystack or haystack needle? And, yeah. and yet, you know, it's 2023 now and all those concerns are mostly gone away and there's you know the the rate of progress that the the core developers on PHP are making to changing it and updating it and whatever is is fantastic um mm. you know there's been videos recently of of you know this is PHP 5.4 through to 8.2 and you know just seeing the same code base mm -hmm. uh Brent Brent um uh, sorry, his name escapes me. <laughs> Did this great video um, of of bringing five point four through to eight point two, and oh, yeah. you know it's, it's it's gone from you know this sort of code base into and mm -hmm. just all the stuff you don't need to do and and all those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, I I think it's I, I just like it. You know, it it's mm -hmm. um, I mean, just like some people like Ruby and and mm -hmm. you know, other people swear by Python. You know, I just kind of got the the PHP bug and, and uh, it kind of played with it. And it was fun. And, you know, mm -hmm. it was, um, I think one of the things early on was it was, I'm going to say super easy. It was not quite super easy. You had to do download find WAMP or something like that. Mm. That was, um, that was a thing to have all the bits and pieces installed on your computer. Yeah. Yes. Before Docker, you had to have everything installed locally. Um but, you know, mm. if you got through that pain of having Apache and, and you know, MySQL and all that sort of stuff set up, to be able to put some stuff in a text edit or whatever and, mm. and then do a thing and then see that render and then make another change and see that render and whatever. <laughs> um, uh, it sounds like I'm heading down the for, for, Yorkshire, for Yorkshireman, you know, if you tell tell that to the kids today, they won't believe you, but you know, it was, it, it was just amazing that, you know, you can make this stuff and I've got a website and, and it was just, um, it was just fun to work in and, you know, you didn't have to buy my pay Microsoft anything to get ASP working to, to do the equivalent. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of just enjoyed, enjoyed kind of having that as a, a thing in my back pocket. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of, how I got in and, and, uh, and it's funny that, um, the SAP built up a, um, S, uh, what they call the SAP community. So they, they kind of saw the value of, of, you know, people using their products to contribute to, you know, for, they made it a bit bigger than just a forum, but, hmm. you know, effectively blogs and things and, um, idea sharing around and, and whatever. And, and so the, I thought, oh, I've got to join this thing and I've got to, I've got to do a blog, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh God, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I'd signed up and they'd given me approval to do this thing. And, and, um, I joined the PHP London and I said, Hey, <laughs> writing this blog, you know, it's, it's probably fit in a tweet these days. So it's certainly <laughs> tweet worthy. Um, I said, yeah. Hey everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm working in London and I'm going to PHP London tonight. And I gave the address of where it was as a pub in, you know, central London. Yeah. And, uh, you know, see you there if you're around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, of course, I was the only one from SAP 
land cra- crazy enough to to uh, go. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it was fun, and and um, so I was involved with um, PHB London for a, for a little while while we were, while cool. we were there as well. Yeah. So yeah, I met some met some fun people there. Mm. Um. So yeah, no, it's that was fun times. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's a good place. Um, I hate the tube. I really can't stand it. Oh. Uh, I yeah. begrudgingly acknowledge that. If it weren't for that, the city just wouldn't be what it is. That's yeah. just that's about as kind <laughs> as I'm going to be. And then riding yeah. the Jubilee Line and patching my ears on certain curves in the track to oh. I don't have to dab the yeah. blood that's coming out of my ears. <laughs> Yeah, the the squeak <laughs> is just quite incredible. It's like, oh, yeah. here we go, here we go. Hang on a second. What are you doing? <laughs> That's it. Give me twenty seconds, and I'll pull my <laughs> fingers back out of my ears now. Just the like the yeah. the tear in the I don't know what it is because I I don't know trains, but it comes around this particular curve. Mm. Something about like maybe the the construction of the steel or whatever the tracks, the mm. shape of the curvature, the, the the whole however it all works. If anybody <laughs> knows about trains, tell me. Yeah, this this loud scraping, oh, yeah. screeching sound. Yeah, it was, it's like maybe the the train didn't quite fit the. the mm. I, know, I guess the wheels are like that. I guess mm. like a, a like some sort of uh, U shape that goes around the curve, and so they're sitting yeah. on top of the thing. So I guess they're trying to they're getting pushed around the the curve, and because they're not kind of yep. Uh, you know, so they're they're scraping on the edges of the track when they're going. And oh, yeah, you're right. It, it's a horrible noise. But and um, that yeah. and the, I think I had a list at one point. I didn't write it down, but I kept it in my head of all the reasons why the tube would just randomly stop. It would right. be, yeah. uh, well, my my all time favorite was still uh, evening out gaps in the service. I'm like, why don't you just ride the drive the train slower? I don't know. As again, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not a train yeah. driver. I don't coordinate these things and I'm sure it's easy for me in the peanut gallery to say these things. (laughs) Oh yeah. But yeah. Or just that you'd be in the middle, like in the middle of a tunnel between stations and it would just stop. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mm. yeah. Were you going to say that ahead of time? (laughs) A few weeks in, it's just, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just, they're probably just waiting on a signal. Right. So who knows? Or the yeah. part broke and they had to go to the museum to get the only other. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, you're being very disparaging. Yes. Uh, it, it was particularly horrible on, on hot days. And by, oh. let's say, hot in London is you're like 26 mm. centigrade, you know, mm. um, and everyone's, oh, it's a heat, it's a heat wave, it's a heat wave. It's 26 <laughs> yesterday and it's going to be 26 <laughs> tomorrow and that's a heat wave. Come on. <laughs> but then. Yeah. And look, as, as much as I disparage it, I, I had four good years there. Um, the, the the flip side was snow. Like there would be like a dusting of snow, mm. and and all of a sudden, the um, the tube would break, and then you go onto the overland line, or you have to go yeah. onto buses, and people be going, oh well, you know. And the best one was, and we had this raging conversation. As just they happened every time. Mm. Was there was I was at dinner with some some English friends, some Italians another Aussie mate, mm. no, someone else there, and they weren't from any of those countries. And it, it invariably, because it had just started snowing, it got yep. to the topic of, you know, if you put a bit of money in, you could, you know, you could probably pr- in, upgrade the infrastructure so that when it snows, things don't just break. Yeah. And the various kind, you knew where people were going to fall down. 
No offense to my lovely English friends, of which I have many, they would say, but but it doesn't snow that often. It's like, I'm I'm not like a rocket scientist, but I've been here for three years now and every winter it has. And every winter this has happened. So I'm guessing the years before I came here probably did the same thing. Mm. And it'd be like, I'm just going to throw that out there and yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the 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 other classic for the for the um for the overland trains as, the, mm. as they were affectionately called in London and trains everywhere else. Yeah, true. That, um, there would be uh, leaves on the line, and that would be the reason that that trains were delayed. That, that I never heard that one. On line. Oh, haven't you? Oh, it's a no. classic. I was reading an article about it the other day, but it's one of the classic things that these the trains. You know, roll out, you know, to say, oh, there are leaves on the line, so we're delayed. But, but you know, they effectively get compressed, you know, when in autumn, mm. when these leaves will fall down and they mm-hmm. get, you know, they sit on the line. And so, but it effectively creates a um, a buffer be- between yeah. the track and, and the wheel. And so, you know, they apply the brakes, basically slide instead of actually stopping. Oh, so, wow. um, so they have to go slower. So that that's not so much of a risk, but yeah, it's a, it's a classic English thing. There's, just, there's a great, there's, yes, it's, uh, yeah, they're just lovely, lovely people, the English. No, they are. Excuses and, and, and uh, things. Yeah. I, I shouldn't disparage them either because we, we got citizenship while we were over there. So, you know, All right. I'm uh, English as well. So, you know. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was, it was a wonderful time. And yeah, some of the, um, like, a, a host of good friends are English and, and from mm. around. I'll say mm. from around the UK, so that I don't call someone who's maybe from Wales, <laughs> and let's avoid that trap. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not going to But just some quirks. But all I could say, and without wanting to kind of really wade into this um, too far, is someone said when it's easier when you. Um, for example, go to a culture or experience a culture which is notably different to your own. Mm-hmm. Because if it's too close to your own, uh, I've forgotten the, psycho- the, the term in psychology, mm-hmm. your brain sort mm-hmm. of expects, well, all these things are the same. And mm-hmm. it sort of is really striking when other things aren't. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I think it, like, it draws uh, extra attention. Like, but, but, why, but why would you, because of all these, these other things, yeah. Yep. Um, whereas when I came here, it was, well, I'm not sorry to, to Germany for those who don't mm-hmm. know me. Mm-hmm. It was, well, I've heard some stories. I've read some books. I've read their brutal kids story tales of the Brothers Grimm and stuff. And just, um, exactly. just to segue ever so slightly reading, like, was it, uh, was it the tales of the Brothers Grimm to your kids mm-hmm. who were like two mm-hmm. and two and four mm-hmm. or whatever? You're like, mm-hmm. these are particularly brutal stories. <laughs> Who were these people? <laughs> so, but when it's so different, it's yeah. sort of, I guess so many things are, well, I'm, uh, everything's more open to possibility, I guess. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean because you think, oh, they speak English, you know, they sent people out there to come here. So mm-hmm. it must be pretty much the same, right? They drive on the it's left. Like, we drive yeah. on the left. Yeah, exactly. They invented the game of cricket. We continually beat them at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, what's to be different? But yeah, yeah th- there are obviously um, lots of fun differences. So Yes, yes, true. Oh, I, I, remember, I remember going into um, 
Henley on Ted, Henley on, Henley on Todd. The, it's a regatta, a, ro- a rowing regatta. Okay. Uh, Henley is very famous rowing rowing place, mm-hmm. um, and somehow I managed to wangle myself a, a ticket in there, and um, uh, and you know I was sitting in the stands, and then all of a sudden it started to rain, and some of the people around me said, "Oh, come back to our car. We've got a <laughs> we've got a picnic." Uh, oh no! So it, it was right. You know, we were in the stands and meeting all the people around us. Come back to our car. We're having a picnic, and so it started to rain while we're you know kind of having this picnic off the back of this station wagon type thing. It's like, oh, it'll be over soon. <laughs> we'll, we'll just hop in the car for a moment. You know, it won't rain forever. It was like, oh, it'll be right. It was just felt really bizarre. You know, <laughs> that we were just having this kind of weird picnic in the back of you know. It's like. Tim's o'clock, you know, she'll be right. Tim's o'clock, all right. Oh, anytime Tim's o'clock. Until you've had a few yeah. too many on a summer's day. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, fun times. But segueing back, I also mm. note AWS. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I'm curious because I've kind of touched on the periphery, really, given there are what? Over 200 services, 600 services. Mm. I don't actually know how many. Under 1,000, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. What is... I'm going to just like tease out something on the on the fly. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. Firstly, what is like your overall... Um, don't know why I'm getting stuck for words today. Uh, like your perspective on it. And mm. I guess, oh, there's so many questions. Mm. And how's your feeling on when Amazon goes down... Half the web goes down, kind of thing. That yeah, sort of funny, dependency. It? Yeah, you, you would think, you know, because because Amazon says, you know, you have your de- your things pushed over different availability zones and blah blah blah. That should, you know, provide redundancy and all that sort of thing. Um, and obviously, yet it doesn't because there's some. I think in the last one that I saw, there was some key redundancy on you know, US East that, you know, everything mm. basically goes back to a copy of US East yes. or something, yes. you know, like whether it was, a, whether it was the I am account or something like that, or mm. something, something weird, but you know, because that was the one that went down, it basically took out that service for the whole planet because it was a global service or something. So mm. um, yeah, but we, we've, we, <laughs> we certainly didn't ever have any of that, problem um the reason we chose aws effectively was for data sovereignty that we wanted um data in uh, in an australian dc for the for the stuff that we were doing mm-hmm. on aws um so i mean previously i'd done stuff on DigitalOcean and um other you know similar types of uh providers um but they the closest they had was a um data center in Singapore. And so we said, okay, mm-hmm. you don't have a Sydney data center. We're just going to use AWS. Um, they do have a Sydney data center now, which is nice, but um, yeah. So we, we basically for uses of AWS, I mean, we've used um, EC2, which is, which is like a digital ocean kind of droplet thing. It's effectively a, a server in a box that you buy mm-hmm. time on. Um, you know, you can decide however you want to use that and what you want to put on it. Um, and you know, the, then there's effectively, they provide that kind of service 
but then they'll manage something for you on that. Like RDS is um, uh, managed database. So mm-hmm. you can have um, Postgres or, or um, MySQL or one or two others of different flavors um, on an RDS database, which is a little bit more managed database service. Um, mm-hmm. And a funny thing about the language around that, they kind of said, um, I always thought it's like spin up a database. And I thought, oh, if I've got a database, then I need to spin up another, data, you know, another RDS instance for my next database. I <laughs> didn't, it took me a while to twig that there was that you're actually spinning up a server that you mm-hmm. could then just, it was a MySQL server uh, that you could okay. put as many databases, you know, you could do okay. great databases yeah. as many times as you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it took me a little while to twig on that. And that was possibly just some of the language that I was reading in, in different places, but yeah. I've actually figured that one out. And I probably had spun up too many instances by that time, but you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so there's a bit of a learning curve, um, but it's, it's certainly, um, well, I found it, I found it a very so- a solid experience. Um, I think it's probably got the most coverage of services Mm-hmm. Um, as compared to you know GCP or Azure, um, and you know there's there's pretty much a service for everything, and if there isn't, they've probably got people working on it. Um, but you know the big ones like EC2 or um, you know RDS, you know there's there's caching stuff, there's Elastic Cache, you know you Redis as a service, mm-hmm. um, notifications as a service, email, all that sort of stuff, um, mm-hmm. and and we using pretty much all of those bits and pieces queues um by the bucket load you know buckets you know s3 obviously mm-hmm. uh so all all very kind of stable stuff um mm-hmm. but a little bit complex to use and so you know in in the php space or certainly the laravel space you know um tools that they've um put up like forge and vapor um uh kind of nice wrappers on that so you know someone coming into it who doesn't know aws from the back of their hand Mm. can very easily uh, approach that and and um get something up um without having to go through a million um Mm -hmm. uh you know aws documentation pages and that sort of stuff um, oh, so is, so in, yeah. in, in terms of getting things up like tools like vapor and and uh forge have been uh incredible okay um but but certainly um i, I was listening to i've been listening to um one of your recent podcasts with uh chris uh harches hmm. I hope i pronounced that correctly thanks so. chris if i have um <laughs> Um, but, and, you know, he was saying how it, it's you know, almost like a marketing led development. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I was kind of smiling along with that because, you know, a, a lot of it is very marketing, but, you know, you need, you do need a, if, if you're going to promote something, you need a bit of marketing chops. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and if, if there wasn't value for people, then the products wouldn't get used. So, mm-hmm. you know, things like I, I've read critiques of Forge that, Oh, you could just do this yourself. It's like, well, sure, I can. Yeah, absolutely, I could. Mm. But someone has taken the time to build, you know, a nice UI, a nice experience, 
uh, and and provided at a price that you know customers or, or business people that I, I work with are not going to balk at or mm. you know for whatever or it's it's not excessive um, and and it saves me time you know I, mm. I don't have to worry about oh did did my ansible script change do I need to change something in that yeah terraformer whatever script or whatever mm-hmm. to make sure everything deploys properly oh but that thing is incremented and what do i need to do it's mm-hmm. like i just click thing and let the laravel guys uh look after it and send them a help request if it doesn't I say oh, my thing's broken what's fix going it. on fix it <laughs> that's right so uh mm. but um yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it really comes down to what do you, what problem are you trying to solve? Because you, you don't have time to solve all the problems. Like you don't have mm-hmm. time. You know that kind of um, experience of you know, well, you should know how to do that yourself. Well, yeah, that's fair. Probably, probably you should if you mm-hmm. call yourself. You know, the the kind of the critique is, well, you should know how to spin up a, a server yourself and and do all of that. Well, yeah, but who's got time for that? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to build a particular idea or, mm. or, or, or provide some sort of service to my customers that it's my service isn't creating service, you know, my service isn't mm. provisioning, um, you know, Lambda functions. That's not my business. True, I, true. I need that tool for my business. Yeah. And if they've gone to the bother of creating a really nice experience to do that and, and link things in, you know, the other bits that I need like DNS and, mm. and an RDS system and blah, blah, blah. Why shouldn't I use that? And you know, it, it's you know, look look at the cost. Of, let's say it's fifty bucks a month for vapor or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, if I was paying somebody, well, that's maybe half the first hour of the month. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very like, true. You know, I'm, I'm paying. You know, it, it's it's crazy that if somebody was looking after all of that system. Mm. Um, you you couldn't pay someone to do that for you, even if you're offshore. Um, you know, paying True. ridiculously cheap wages, you know, criminally cheap wages, you, you still get yes. for that price. You know, and mm. and yet they've gone to the yes, it's it's marketing to some extent, and possibly it's a little bit of lock in, but you mm. know, it's it gives you a good feeling to use it. Ah, oh, I know it's okay because I know this this company behind this has gone to the trouble to make this experience and. And sure, it's it's not perfect, you know. Yes, I have to drop down into AWS some point to to tweak some things or or whatever. But you know, that's not the end of the day. Once once you get over the 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 hump of you know this is my idea and I want to deploy it, mm. you can go okay. Well, now I've got time to learn a bit more about AWS and 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 the big box of of dice that's under there. And I, I've got the time to go, oh, okay, how can I tweak my RDS to get better performance out of my database? Or, or should I, mm-hmm. um, you know, should I, uh, you know, clone the database? So I've got a read replica or those sorts of things, yeah. um, you know, rather than having to spend all my time, you know, spinning up something or every time I deploy, I've got to manage a whole billion things. I just press a button, it goes to Git and it goes to, mm-hmm. you know, code. Uh, you know, my, the continuous integration system, it runs a whole lot of things. Yeah. And then it says, go and deploy it over here. It's like, fantastic. Yeah. And and yes, I paid a few people to provide those services to me. 
Mm. But, you know, they're landing on, you know, a, a server or a function or a where, whatever somewhere. And I just have to worry about the bit that I'm most concerned about and delivering mm. value to my customers. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, and and there are some other other bits and pieces that kind of just sway a little bit too on the marketing side. And yeah, generally mm. I go, oh, okay, well, sure. I don't have to use that bit, you know, I can, I can, I can just do with what I know, but you know, mm -hmm. if somebody's new, and I, I think, I think the thing that, um, you know, the Laravel community has done well and, and, you know, you talk with Chris to quite a length about this is, you know, they've, they've tried to make it really a great developer experience for someone who's new coming in. So mm -hmm. I've got an idea. I want to do this. How can I do it? And mm -hmm. so, you know, they can jump in, they can download whatever, whatever, um, you know, I've, I've certainly tried to go, oh, let's pick up, you know, something like, I don't know, Apache Kafka. Let's go and look at that. Mm -hmm. oh, I've downloaded a, a book for free from O'Reilly because it was some promotion that some company was running. Mm -hmm. And I've got this now 600-page book on how to use <laughs> Apache Kafka and got through the index. I thought, wow, okay, <laughs> that's intense. Mm -hmm. Let's try and use it somehow. It's like, oh, my golly goodness this is nuts <laughs> and you know you had to yeah so you know they've uh, yeah they've they've taken uh, the major elements that you need mm -hmm. and, and just packaged them up into a nice little box that makes it easy to use and, and you know fantastic um yeah and, and at the very edge cases you know like chris was talking about you know if you scale to a certain point or if you're doing something crazy mm -hmm. yes you might have to dig in and go okay, okay well let's do this some other way but you know for a, a good 99 percent of the use cases mm -hmm. go for it you know yeah like jump I, on board yeah I, I think they're fully appreciative of <clears throat> sorry really dry throat for some reason today <laughs> um like this is the use case. And so is from, I, I'm not a Laravel guru, but from just the experience with it and some of the tooling, it follows like, this is the kind of apps you'll build. And so mm. we build all the tooling to support that, which is logical mm. that you would do that if that's what you expect mm. people to do. And I, a lot of it didn't make complete sense until I was, I listened to this. I don't know where it was. I, I think there was this promo documentary, whatever, from the people mm. in the Laravel community, somewhere in the last 12 months. And mm. there was Taylor saying they, I think it was partly why he built it. Cause say, you know, you want, someone's like, well, now I've, I've used the framework and help me build something. Well, now I want to get it off my laptop or my PC out there. And so mm. these pieces come at various points to help mm. smooth pain points. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, you, as, as you said, I don't want to be the, the sysadmin. I could do that. And I guess mm. if you were just starting up, you'd do it for a period of time until hopefully it went well. And then mm. get me a sysadmin. Dude, you mm. know mm -hmm. far more than I will ever know. And you love doing it. I'm kind of just tinker. Yeah. And he's and he he quickly got onto, I think, flack he'd gotten back from people saying, Oh, but yeah, but you could just do an Ansible or Docker or da da. And he's like, Yeah, I could. Why would I? Like, mm. what, what would I do that for? He said, That's not mm. what I'm about. And that's mm. not who the person was that we built it in mind with. Mm. They're not doing that. And if you want to bash away at that and you want to write the code and you want to write tests and you want to, great, that's have at it. I'm not. Mm. And I yeah. just, I yeah. really liked the point of view and it really spoke 
of more of the mentality of the person. What kind of person are you? Do you really mm. just want to tinker in the weeds, which on a project I'm on, I do. Mm. I just want to learn stuff. And that, that is my end goal. Mm. But say with this podcast, no, I, I, mm. I want to like have the conversations. Mm. And then there's all the other parts of getting in touch with people and, and those processes. But building the podcast website and and distributing it and no, it's just I have the the service I'm with, which yeah, mm. as you said, I pay a certain amount of money for. Mm. Um, and you can say, well, which website theme would you like? And here you can tweak it a little bit, but mm. we'll just do it. And when you upload your file, we'll put it to probably somewhere on AWS somewhere, mm. Mm. and all that. And I just have to upload it, and then it'll auto tweet and all that stuff. Mm. So yeah, it's what yeah. is your goal? What is your aim? And for, I guess, if you are running like a business or an organization, nonprofit, mm. and it's not to be, how do we teach people to be sysadmins? Well, then, yeah, use something that just gets it out of the way. I guess ideally, yeah, as you said, yeah, yeah, exactly. know fundamentally what's going on so that in the, I was working not on the same project, but I was working with it like a team of contractors. And they were using, uh, was it, was it uh, vapor and stuff? And something did go wrong. And so they had to bury into it to figure out what went wrong. And I think it was a combination of the, the, that, that typical experience I think we've all had of the project started with one contractor, went to a different team of contractors, went to a third one, and they all had different styles and did it differently. And there was this complete lack of consistency. And, and it was fine until it wasn't. Yeah. And they were sort of like, well, now it's not, you have to fix it. Yeah. So, yeah, but. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think um, one, one of the good things we did on, on one of the projects I was on, um, you know, we basically put in all those CI checking tools, you know, CS Fixer and, and Titan has a, a thing that checks your know, Laravel bits and pieces to make sure mm -hmm. you're not offending the Laravel gods. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, there's some more code big, no, I can't remember, but, you know, basically mm. we built a, you know, a, a, an artisan command to run through all those steps. And so when went to CI, it basically ran through all those steps mm -hmm. um, and it would reject the, the commit if it, if they didn't fi fix it. And so our team would go, oh, well, I've got to fix it. <laughs> so, yeah, get you fix it up. Go mm. on. Um, so, yeah, th those tools are super helpful. And you know, some, some of them are a little bit excessive that, you know, you've got to get every dot and whatever and whatever. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the number of times I've, I've flicked between languages that need uh, a semicolon or don't need a semicolon or, you know, you go to Python and then you've got, you got to get your spacing and whatever, yeah. whatever, right. You know, or something needs a dot at the end or, you know, um, you know, I dabble in C occasionally because my, mm. my daughter's doing, you know, Arduino E type stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you, the compiler hates you because you haven't put a semicolon in the right huh? spot or, you know, all those sort of things. But, you know, the, the machines are good at knowing how to do that stuff. And if there mm -hmm. are tools that can go and go and, uh, you know, work out all of that bits and pieces and automatically fix it or check it or whatever, or all power to them, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, my, my bit that I bring is the idea and, and the execution. I don't want to have to, 
worry about formatting a page correctly you know that's a fair point uh, you know I, I think it i think that's kind of what it comes down to um and and i guess in my experience the other other thing for developers is to just try and find a bit of business savvy and like the, mm-hmm. i think I, I remember you were mentioning in, in the recent chat with chris that you know you've you can kind of get into that zone of wanting to make it perfect and mm. wanting to make, you know, the, the most beautiful, eloquent architecture thing ever mm. that, you know, the angels will come out and just whatever, you know, sing, sing until eternity or what, oh, you yeah. know, I, I don't know, but, you know, but at the end of the day, I think if, if, if it's not an open source project, uh, someone, and even if it is, you know that it's not just a personal mm. hey i'm just kicking the tires and having some fun here and, and playing around uh you know which you total totally totally um at, at will to do if mm. if that's your thing but you know if if it's something that you're either providing as an open source as like marketing open source that you're providing as a, a free thing to promote something else um or it's a product that you're being paid to build by a company or it's a product that you're building yourself to sell to a customer at the end of the day, you know, there's opportunity cost. You've, you've got mm. so many hours in the day um, and you can either build this feature or you can build that feature or you can spend it on technical debt or you can spend it on upgrading all of those crazy little composer things that have now just bumped up mm. you know, one or two bits and pieces and mm. half of them have got, you know, BC breaks in them or whatever, or, one of them's decided to only support 8.2 because that's what they do. Yeah. And then you can't upgrade to that because you're only on 8.1 or, you know, um, mm. you, you've only got so many hours in the day and you've only got so many hours in your team. Yeah. And so you've basically, you know, the reason that a project manager will just say, well, you can't do that, do this, is because he's looking at the budget and this feature is a priority for the business. And mm whether you like that as a developer or not you've kind of got to suck it up and go okay then we're building this and and as long as that's communicated well and teams i've worked on mostly it is communicated well (laughs) teams i've led it's certainly been communicated well um it's like okay well absolutely we could build that but at the right now of the business needs this you know yes i know we need to upgrade (laughs) you know, Laravel to the next version or our database to the next version. Hmm. Um, you know, we had a goal of having uh, MySQL 8, PHP 8 and Laravel 8 one year. And hmm. we missed, I think the, I think we got one of them. Can't remember, but by the next year we had all three. Okay. Um, so, you know, the, you've just, you know, we kind of went on a, um, uh, a kind of a, a sprint process of, um, kind of a three two-week sprints and then another set of two weeks three two-week sprints and then a, a breather week of technical debt week and then that would make our 13 weeks and so we'd do four of those a year um so we'd, we'd kind of do in a, a three week three lots sorry not three week three lots of two-week sprints we would try and complete a feature that we'd come up with and then mm. kind of prepare for the next lot and then every four times a year we'd basically try and catch up on technical debt and, mm-hmm. and 
sometimes we're just catching up. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we still haven't completed that stuff. Um, but, you know, like we built these yeah. little four. And, and the last one of the year was obviously the week of Christmas. So, you know, nothing got done, done then. But, you know, we just built little pockets in in the year mm-hmm. to go, okay, let's, let's, you know, make sure somebody's just a little bit happier, whatever it's called, Psalm, um, yeah. a little bit happier. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we can get bump it to that next level or whatever. Or let's make mm-hmm. sure, oh, the, you know, the, the guys have now released Laravel, the next thing. So let's mm-hmm. make sure let's stay on that, you know, okay. PHP 8.1's coming out. Let's make sure we're on that. So just, just keeping in mind the business cost versus, you know, the, the technical purity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Any last teasing outy questioning things? Um, no, that's, that's an absolute, that, that's a lot that I, I feel I could, yeah. I could yeah. work for quite a while with that, but mainly like, so from, from scrolling through your LinkedIn there, that's answered like a, a lot of my questions and I was answered like a, uh, um, satisfied a lot of curiosity, um, because although there was one thing right back at the start and you mentioned it as well, VB on Microsoft access. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, just in, I guess in a sort of nutshell, yeah. what was that yeah. like? Cause I started off the same way. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so basically I was at, um, I was at uni and I'd got one of those nepotism type jobs from my father-in-law. Um, who was working at a, a massive uh, factory and invited me in for inventory. You know, they need people to count things to make sure that the things they had were the things they thought they had. Um, so I was counting nuts and bolts. Um, and, you know, that was all jolly and good and paying me whatever, whatever an hour. Mm. Um, and I kind of thought after counting, you know, so many nuts, either I could get paid this X dollars an hour or I could go and buy myself a Microsoft Access book because I had somehow had access to Microsoft Access, and mm-hmm. you know it was, you know, they sold software on CDs once upon a time, and they didn't <laughs> rent it to you each month. Um, <laughs> so, yes. so I had this thing called a CD that had software on it. I had access, um, and I thought, well, I'm just going to learn this thing. And I joined a Microsoft Access user group and mm-hmm. kind of got into it a bit. Mm-hmm. And so then there was this Visual Basic thing underneath that so I kind of tinkered with that and I I kind of was wasn't in so before I got into um, my university course I'd gone and done a TAFE course to see if I really liked programming and mm. is this a thing that I want to do and so I went and did a VB3 course um, wow yeah I know wow uh, <laughs> um, and I kind of thought oh yeah I, I, I get this I can do this I this makes sense and mm. so I had a bit of this VB experience. Um, and so, you know, access with the database and and SQL and the queries and whatever, I kind of got. And so I, I told a friend of mine, I said, hey, I'm learning access. Um, you know, instead of going, I didn't tell him that instead of I'd given up my job counting nuts, uh, nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. um, and gone to learn um, access. And he said, oh, that's cool. Um, I could get you a job. I could use you doing that, you know, getting a job. And for some reason, he'd, set up this consulting company and somehow sold people the fact that he could develop these databases for them using mm-hmm. access and whatever. Um, and these were respectable type companies back in the day, uh, organizations that, mm-hmm. okay, well, sure. Yeah, you want to use access. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I guess it was even still early SQL server days. I'm not sure that that was 
quite a biggest thing as it is now for mm. Microsoft. I, I think it was, well, it's certainly out of my, my level, but you know, they didn't necessarily want to go to that level of having a big SQL server, server yeah. um, that Microsoft shared somewhere on the office that everyone could access and whatever, a few forms, it would do the trick. And he, so I, I got into this. And so he, he gave me the job doing this access gig. And then, so I'd, I'd known my way around VB and, and whatever. And, and so that was kind of my first summer job, you know, doing oh, yeah. this VB stuff, you know, back in the day while I was working, working while I was at uni or, you know, some summer break kind of thing. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that was, that was back in the day. And, and, you know, it's, um, BBA is a fun little thing to tinker in an Excel sometimes when you need that little bit of a function that just does exactly mm. what you need. Um, yeah. So that was early days and getting my head around what a loop was. And it was funny the the, I think the very first thing, the guy in the, that VB three course, he said, there's programming is simple. It's sequence selection and repetition. He said, mm. that's basically it. You know, and, and that was, wasn't that was a little bit before object orientation was was a bigger thing than it is but even still he said sequence selection repetition you got okay. a sequence of things you select some things and you repeat some things in loops you know so basically conditionals and loops mm. and and put them in an order so yes or, or modern web programming pull data out of a database and put it into back into a database and so forth but not really anything like calculating rocket projector was trajectories and so forth yes yeah 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 yeah. oh just one one thing i finished with i mm. i was for my sins working on a government project in canberra a little while ago mm -hmm. and um uh and a couple of us um got together and went to a um uh, a nasa presentation because they've got the at an they've got a national university in canberra and um, you know, there's a big, um, oh, what's that word? Uh, um, what's the word? <laughs> the dish. They've got, they've got this a satellite dish. <laughs> yeah, satellite dish. Yeah, there's massive yeah. satellite dishes just out of Canberra. Just <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. so there's massive satellite dishes out in in um, near Canberra, and these guys were coming from JPL and, and NASA to talk about, you know, their latest projects with uh, Jupiter and mm. and uh, Juno, the Juno mission and all this sort of stuff and what they're doing with Saturn and blah, blah, blah. And we kind of look at each other and go, what are we doing working on government projects, you know, balancing people's books? You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> this is nuts. You know, we should be doing something that's, you mm. know, Super fun and crazy, like sending rockets to the outer edges of the universe. But you know, mm. balancing someone's books is what's paid the bill. So, <laughs> but it's like IT, isn't it? Is yeah. is there are the things that you really enjoy doing, and there yeah. are the things that pay the bills, and they're not always exactly. the same thing. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, you've got a job to pay the bills, and you do have this fun site, open source project or side hustle on the, mm. on the side. Or, or, you, or you have a family. <laughs> or you or you work on this open source library, which people use to do all manner of things. And the day, the day job, okay, we need another form. Sure. What's going to be in the form? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, we're not quite sure. <laughs> oh, we want an extra field on that form. Brilliant. Okay. Am yeah. I taking one field out to put this field in? No, 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 no. Just and make it green. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it needs, needs to pick from a couple of values, but not anything else. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, at this yeah. age in life, I tr- I feel I really understand the the I'll say the the older fellas because I've mainly worked around fellas. I think mm. Aussie IT, at least mm. when I was there. Anyway, mm. without wanting someone wanted to label me sexist or anything, um, <laughs> we're just more like they were there, and the excitement wasn't really. There was excitement in the younger fellas, yeah. and the older you got, the excitement just faded. <laughs> And I said, why do you, why do you fellas just, if you're not really keen to be here, why do you, they're like, I have kids. I'm like yeah. what? And he said, from your expression, I can tell you do not have kids. It'll come to you in time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, IT is a quirky thing. Uh, do you know, I love it. I, I think it's, I think it's, it, it, I think it's the closest thing to turning lead into gold you know, that we have, you know, you get this bunch of sand and you melt it or something and you become silicon and you put it in a chip in a special way. And then you give these weird instructions in some cryptic <laughs> type thing that gets changed into another cryptic type thing, which is probably read a third time into a cryptic type thing that the mm. silicon can understand and yeah and then it sends some bits over here and there and lights up some leds and it you know makes somebody happy <laughs> true and then hopefully it makes you happy because like some numbers in the bank account change going upwards hopefully absolutely and yeah. everybody's good but yeah. it's been a pleasure it has been it's been really fun mm. and i'd like given the hour which i don't <laughs> remember the time zone diff so that'd be 11 yeah it's eleven thirty. 11.30. Okay. So you, maybe at this point I will be kind of, you know, considerate and, and say, I you know, yeah. leave you to the rest of your evening. I'm not sure if you're a night yeah. owl or, oh, or an early yeah, bird. Really. I am an early bird. Yeah. Then I'd best hop out, hop out of your way <laughs> at this point. But thank you very much for chatting to me. Hey, it's been fun. It's been fun. Hmm. Yeah. And, oh, and I totally forgot, which was the usual at this point. I usually say, if you'd like to plug something, book, talk, oh. new website, anything. No, yeah, Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, N James on Twitter. Find my LinkedIn. You can put that in the show notes. I shall. Uh, yeah, I've I've got. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, and and you'll see anything else there that I um, do. But yeah, that or uh, or and and the uh, the SAP people link that you've got as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. uh, yeah, LinkedIn twitter.com slash in james it may or may not still be there next week depending on what <laughs> mr the, musk is up to the head which pulls apart yeah that's right or if he fired yeah. the person that was responsible for well oh, whoever's well, left you know, Twitter. I, I, I was trying to look something up because that very first book that i bought um was by luke welling and uh, laura thompson and that was like um, PHP and MySQL development or something like that. Mm. Um, it's a great book. You know, it really kind of got me founded in in the PHP space. And I was trying to look her up on Twitter mm-hmm. before. I know her handle is LXT and I was trying to look up, where is she? Because, you know, she's done some amazing things. The um, lovely and great Laura Thompson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was trying to look up and it's like, no LXT found. It's like, 
Hmm? You mean there's no oh. LXT found? She'd... And I was like, oh, I tried to search for something else. It's like, none of that found. It's like, oh, okay, Twitter's just not having a good search day. It's just nothing. It wasn't finding anything. Yeah, it's like a complete fail whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there was finding nothing at all. So anyway, That's I what... managed to, I managed yeah. to find uh, LXT, Twitter, PHP book. <laughs> okay. And I found the book and then, like, oh, yeah, it's Laura and Luke. So hang on, hang on, hang there on. you go. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do right. that. But hope, hope if you go to twitter.com slash LXT, you'll find Laura Thompson. And she wrote with her partner, Luke Welling, the PHP and MySQL book. Still available. Plug the book. That's where I got my PHP start. And that's a wrap for this episode. You can find more about anything you've heard in today's episode by going to freethegeek.fm. That's freethegeek.fm. If you've enjoyed the episode, I'd love it if you'd give it a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Alternatively, please leave a comment in the episode discussion. I'd love to know what you think, what you thought was good, what could do with a bit more work, etc., etc. Otherwise... I'll see you next time.